0: Okay, everybody, welcome, Andrew Douglas here, and we're going to uh, address a frequently asked bagpiping question here, one that popped up recently on the forums for us. So we're super excited to do that. Let's get into the show here today. All right, very cool. So welcome everybody to episode, I want to say 34, it looks like, of Piper's Dojo TV. And um, I was just out for an afternoon walk here today uh, and thought to myself, there was the question that came in about high altitude and I started daydreaming about this. And I've had a little bit of experience playing at high altitudes uh, when I was a member of the SFU pipe band. Uh, We spent uh, two weeks each summer at Piping Hot Summer Drummer, which coincidentally has just ended this year, being 2016 of course, and I remember it kind of popped up in a class earlier this week, and then also it came through the uh, forum as well that we have here for premium members, which is a really cool place to hang out, and so it got me thinking a little bit, and My philosophy is kind of, or my approach to this has sort of changed over the years. I remember, you know, at first, and a lot of people will be with me on this who have have had experience or maybe even who live at high altitude. Um, You know, the the temptation when you're at high altitude, right, everything changes because quite literally there's less pressure in the air. I was just Googling this a few minutes ago. It would appear to be something called Boyle's Law, which is that there are actually a fewer, like a smaller percentage of molecules. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see here. I'm just going to read off here. It's not my work, but the important effect of this decrease in pressure. Okay. let's back up. We all live underneath a huge ocean of air that is several miles deep, the atmosphere. Okay? The pressure on our bodies is about the same as 10 meters of seawater pressing down on us all the time. At sea level, because air is compressible, the weight of all the air above us compresses the air around us, making it denser. As you go up a mountain higher in altitude, the air becomes less compressed and is therefore literally thinner. Okay? The important effect of this decrease in pressure is this. In a given volume of air, there are fewer molecules present. This is really just another way of saying that the pressure is lower. This is called Boyle's Law. The percentage of those molecules that are oxygen is exactly the same, 21%. The problem is that there are fewer molecules of everything present, including oxygen. So what does this mean for bagpipers, okay? And the answer is, um, I don't really know for sure, other than to say this lower density, of oxygen in the air has a definitive effect on the sound of the bagpipe, okay? The reed tends to just not sound as good. Uh, you might also notice that, you know, with the usual amount of effort that you exert on the instrument, right, you you get way less response back in return. Uh, the bagpipe was certainly designed with sea level in mind, okay, the vast, vast majority of you know, bagpiping that occurred over the, you know many, many hundreds of years was all at sea level, and so I think everything was kind of designed to sound really good at that level. And then, you know, uh, now that we get into North America, we've got people literally living at high altitude in the in the Rocky Mountains and so on, and it gets a little bit interesting, doesn't it? The bagpipe doesn't sound as good. Um, there's also, you know, uh, purportedly and definitely in my experience, the air tends to be a lot drier at high altitude. Okay. However, temperatures tend to be low at high altitude as well, so uh, dry air, low temperatures, and then you blow moist air into it from your body, It also moisture also tends to condense a lot quicker as well. So the bottom line, right, before we get too much further, is that uh, high altitude just plain has a neg- negative overall effect on the instrument. So how do you deal with this problem? And there's a lot of stuff going around, like uh, I'm just going to bring up uh, I'm just gonna bring up the forum that we have just for giggles here and read through some of this stuff Because it definitely got my own gears turning because it's all pretty common Okay, so the question we had was from Ernie uh, And he says used to live in southwest Washington where mild temperature relatively high humidity never had a problem with the pipe Settling in the Chanter Reed would not dry out when playing we are now in central, Oregon at over 3,000 feet of elevation with no humidity and we are much warmer etc etc he wants to get more humidity in the system that kind of thing and then people are coming back here premium members very graciously coming back with tips right and this is all like good stuff like kind of conceptually right uh one person says a piper's pal reed protector is a must for storing it uh between playing keeps the reed from drying out. So you may or may not have seen the fancy sort of uh, dry stocks where you you put it on the top of the chanter and it's got like all sorts of different materials in the top of it in order to try to keep the moisture level of the reed, you know, at the right stage. You know, and I've I've experimented with that and had various degrees of success. Um, Another person says, sometimes an ice cube or two in the bag helps. Right. And that, that might sound crazy to someone who hasn't heard the ice cube theory before, except for that, you know, um, it's a pretty common technique to put an ice cube in there because it will gradually melt. Right. It'll gradually sort of melt and or evaporate into the overall system and may or may not, you know, increase the overall humidity inside the bag or moisture content. Right. Because people playing at high altitudes, to reiterate, people playing at high altitudes are dealing with a lot of dryness. In the system um, a small damp sponge inside the bag another uh, person you know came in there someone said there are humidifiers that people use like inside of their pipe case and stuff like that um, all this stuff now um, you know and, and this thread kind of goes on uh, Nate who plays at high altitude uh, drone dry system stuff like that you know um, so on and so forth. This is a good tip. This is something I would definitely do if you're struggling with dryness anywhere, even if it's not at high altitude. Removing, you know, all moisture control systems from the bag. Okay. So, so anyway, you know, my th- feelings on this have really changed over the years, and I will say that my bagpipe quality has drastically increased over the years due to a really complicated formula that I want to show you. Uh, I have put it up on my uh, other monitor here. <coughs> Here it is. This is my complicated, highly scientific formula. It's called the bagpipe is going to do what the bagpipe is going to do, right? This is the, uh, you know, uh, the formula I've discovered over y- years and years. It's very complicated. Another way of putting it is, uh, you can't fight Mother Nature. Uh, we we try and we try and we try with bagpipes, but there's really no great way to do it. And uh, so where I'm going with this is. None of these tricks are really going to work for you. Okay, Maybe we can go through a couple of them as we continue on. But none of the tricks. The ice cube's not going to work. The sponge isn't going to work. The humidifier's not going to work. Because what happens is, whenever you strike up your pipes in that environment, that high-altitude environment, right? the uh, environment around you is going to adjust the instrument for you. It's just a matter of time how long it's going to take. Right, so that dry air, you know, that low pressure, super dry air, that's going to permeate. So you're going to end up with a pretty dry overall setup. You know, interestingly, most people still have moisture control systems, systems of some kind inside their bag, even though dryness is an issue. You want to get those out of the system, right, because that moisture is going to give you those, those harmonics, and it's going to help you stabilize your instrument sooner. So, um, you know... One of the things about your bagpipe is going to do what your bagpipe is going to do, and that you can't fight Mother Nature, is, you know, the routine that has been developed that I use in all environments, uh, with very few exceptions, and that would include high altitude. It would include super hot environments. It would include super cold environments. It would include When it's raining, it would include when it's sunny, it would include when I'm in the UK, it includes when I'm in North America. Here's the routine, and I want you to think about this, especially if you're a high altitude player. Okay? Play the instrument uh, for 10 to 15 minutes, um, you know, regardless of whether or not it sounds good. This is when you first get your pipes out of the box, right? And, you know, I call this the acclimatization period, okay? And, you know, everybody that's smart is doing this with their instrument, okay? Uh, Play the instrument for 10 to 15 minutes, regardless of whether or not it sounds good, okay? Set the instrument down for at least 10 minutes, if not more, okay? Allowing the instrument to acclimatize, I don't know how to spell that, it's gonna correct it for me. Okay, and then three, okay, this is the session, right? Have your session fine tune the instrument, etc. right? Only at step three, okay, are we really gonna make any uh, definitive uh, decisions, and step three, when we get to part three here, that's when your bagpipe is what it's going to be. At high altitude, right? It doesn't matter if you've stored it in a Piper's Pal. Uh, it doesn't matter if there's an ice cube in the bag. It doesn't matter, um, you know. It doesn't matter if you put a wet sponge in the bag. It doesn't matter if you used a humidifier to store the instrument. Um, regardless of where you are, especially at high altitude, right? We want to get ourselves to step three, and then we want to set up our instrument. Okay. What playing the instrument for 10 to 15 minutes is going to do. Uh, when you first get your pipes out of the box, is that's going to get moisture into the system. It's going to get everything kind of working uh, and sort of ready to be played. What step two is going to do is it's going to let the instrument, you know, take its time to kind of soak in that uh, moisture that we put in, right? The moisture is going to work its way into the reed, which takes a little bit of time, right? It's not going to happen right away, like it would if you dunked it in a tank of water, which you don't want to do. Okay, and then after that, okay, the... Uh, you know, after that, the next step is to pick up your pipes again after that 10 minute break. And your pipes should be well acclimatized at that point. And then you go with what you've got. All the other techniques just blur the truth, which is the bangpipe is going to do what it's going to do and that you can't fight Mother Nature. So that's my thesis. That's the bottom line. Um, and that's just the way that you you want to go here, right? Uh, you know. Fancy moisture control systems like canisters and tubes and all that stuff are not going to help you. Um, And then the opposite of which, like putting wet sponges and ice cubes, are not going to help you. You just have to get your bagpipe sounding as good as you can, right? Acclimatizing the instrument and then getting it to sound as good as you can, right? And you might experiment with different reads, uh, you know, different approaches to read manipulation. You can try all sorts of things to get the instrument to sound better in your environment. But this is the process that you wanna go through and you don't wanna give into any of the mythology uh, pertaining to playing at high altitudes. So with that said, I hope that this was helpful and I hope if you're uh, the type of person that Needs to play at high altitude from time to time. That uh, this has sparked a little bit of, uh, you know, inspiration for you to improve your overall setup. And that's really going to be it for today's show. Just a quick FAQ thing and my own personal approach to playing at high altitude. So I really hope, uh, I really hope you enjoy this. Um, I will say that, uh, I hope that you will subscribe to our live feed if you're watching this at any point. There's usually a button maybe where the arrow's pointing or somewhere down in the chat. Um, That will let you know next time we go live so you can chat in and interact. Didn't get a whole lot of live viewers just because I kind of went live at the spur of the moment today, but I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks very much, and we'll see you with the next episode of Piper's Dojo TV.